0: welcome to this podcast by global church we are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere one to everyone if you want to find out more information check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk My name's Tom, and if you don't know me, with my wife, Chance, who's just leading worship, we lead this church under our senior leaders, Dave and Shelley. Dave was just doing communion there, and anyone feel better this morning already? You've come here, but we just worship, we've had communion, you feel better, you feel restored. It's brilliant, it's powerful, this this is the right place to be. It's so good. And if you were here last week, then uh, I said I did a great talk, a powerful talk, and I'm going to continue from it this week. I said I'm actually going to pretty much go back in and, and keep on going from, I didn't finish where I wanted to get to last week, so I'm going to stay there, because this is an important thing, talking about Everybody Hurts, and you know, the REM song, that Everybody Hurts, Everybody Cries, and it's that one that we all just like, have those moments of, you know, and we just we can all feel sad to that song, yeah. Yeah. and I really want to just touch on, just recapping really, what we did last week, but if you want to talk, a title, if you write notes then it's good to write notes if you don't write notes don't worry no one's judging you but secretly I am a little bit today we're going to look at it's time to change course last week I talked about the fact that we all hurt at some point or another in our life everyone has been hurt you've been hurt mentally spiritually physically that life is like a contact sport and we know in sport we get injuries that we're also going to pick them up in life as we go on it's just it's it's a fact of life And I used uh, a passage in John chapter 5 where Jesus is going to, um, he's at a pool and there's there's an invalided man there who's been there for 38 years waiting to be healed but he he can't walk and he's waiting in the hope that someone's going to come and lift him up and put him into the pool and that this this pool have magical powers and somehow restore him. And basically Jesus doesn't lift him up, what he does say to me is he says, do you want to be well? He asked him a question. And it says in the Bible, he says that, um, he said, sorry, I'm lost in the way. He said, do you want to get well? And the guy said, sir, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. And I said, that text, it talks about loads of people that are around the pool. I'm not going to go through it all today because it's too long, but there's the blind, there's the lame, there's the paralyzed, it's like a mountain of injuries, people that are broken. And I said last week that the Bible calls them the broken hearted. And hot heart in the Bible, it's not just the heart that's been let down by a relationship that like we're broken hearted because we finished with that person or someone's died, which is all part of it, but it's really about the whole soul. Do you know everyone's got a soul? And last year, if you were with us, uh, we did a whole series of like looking at finances, but then how we look at the whole holistic approach—the spiritual life, the physical life, um, everything. I can't remember the bits: health, health, health and relationships, but spiritual, (laughs) your soul. Every one of us has got a soul. So, how's your soul this morning? Because we need to have healthy souls. If we don't have healthy souls, then we are going to come when trouble hits us, and it is going to come. Then we're going to struggle with it. So that's what I'm going to look for, look at today. But I said there's good news. Did you know that God can heal you everywhere you hurt? He can heal you in your emotions. He can heal you spiritually. He can heal you physically. He can heal you financially. Who wants some of that? But here's the thing. The promise is getting hurt is unavoidable. Staying hurt is optional. It's not a promise. I lied. It's a line. Take it. Eat it. You don't have to stay hurt. You will get hurt. We are going to get them. It's a promise from from Jesus tells us that in this life you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We face rejection from people, and and that hurts, doesn't it? It's not just the the big scar hurts that happen in our life, but we can can be rejected by people, or we feel rejected from people. So we're hurting because we're offended. Someone once said something to us, and and we've held on to that. Psalm 147, it says this, He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. I went through these last week, so I'm just flashing through them. But it said that Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, yeah. and he saved those who are crushed in spirit. Yeah. Anyone ever been crushed in spirit? Yeah. I have. You don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> but I've been, I think we all have those bit where your spirit's just a little bit crushed with the stuff that you're going through. So, as I said, if you're hurt and you're in pain today, welcome. You're in good company. We're all on a process of rehabilitation through something or other. But what you need to know as well is that you're surrounded by people who have had hurts and have moved through hurts into recovery. Who have moved into having their souls restored, becoming a, a healthy soul. So that's what we're going to uh, be looking at today as we go through. We're going to be looking at how we can get healed on the inside. So I had uh, three kind of thoughts for us last week. and I'm, be- I'm just skimming through because I'm tying into them. But the first one is this. It was, what's our attitude to hurt like? How do we look at hurt? You know, do we make mountains out of molehills? You know, I'm not talking about the big things that happen in life, because there are big things, and I don't want to belittle that, but we all know there are also the small things where we have just gone and just poured a little bit more on that that molehill and made it into a mountain, because we actually quite like that feeling that it gives us. You know, we know that we're going to get hurt, so a question for you is this, how do you set up for it? John 16, he says that we will have trouble but also that we can take heart because he has overcome the world. So here's the thing, even when we're losing, we're actually winning. If you're a Christian, do you know that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So our, so our attitude, when, we, when trouble comes, which way do we lean? You know, like you can lean into a boat, or you can lean out of a boat. Yeah. Do you lean towards the faith that God's going to come through? God's going to do something great in your life? Or do you lean the other way? Are we waiting for something good to happen in our lives, or are we waiting just to be hurt? You know, if you watch, I like motorsport, and if you watch racing cars, rally cars in particular, they crash all the time. Um, But do you know what they do when they crash? If you watch the cameras inside, they let go. They let go, and the car can roll, and you see the drivers, they do that, because if they hold on to the steering wheel and stuff, they go tense, they're more likely to break the bones. So what they do is they train themselves just to as much as, it's not the right word, but relax, <laughs> while your car's bowling over and over. But they've trained themselves over time just to, to do that. And, and there's, there's stories about where people have held on and they've, they've broken arms through holding on to the steering wheel and, and stuff like that. It's the same in life. How do we approach it? Are we going to be held tense when trouble comes? Are we going to tense ourselves up, waiting for it to come and be like, Ugh. are we going to relax and go, do you know what, God's got this. God's got it. So I don't know what the outcome is, but I do know that God's got it. You know, when we tense up, you're more likely to get hurt. We always know that. They they say in football, they say that if you're ever going to go for a tackle, go for it properly. The ones where you sort of pull out half-heartedly, that's where the injuries happen. You've got to go for it. You've got to go for it. So that was my first point. How do we look at it? What's our attitude to it? The second thought was this. The the hurt and pain, much as you don't like to hear it, it's actually good for you. I talked about aeroplanes. When planes take off, they have to take off into the wind because they need that wind pushing them up to actually climb, and otherwise it, it hinders their ability to climb. So it may not feel like it, but if we take hurt and offense when it comes and handle it the right way, it's going to help us. It's going to help us actually to go further in life. We can use it to help us. My third point was this, and this is where I'm going to stay for a little bit and move on so I didn't quite get to the end, was that it's patterns. We all have patterns in life. Have we got that picture of the, the plane? These are planes lined up to, uh, to land at, at an airport. They have these holding patterns at airports where planes, they're in that queue, and they, they're waiting like a busy airport like Heathrow. And if you've ever flown into Heathrow, you know that it's not straight in and straight out. Um, you, have to, it's, you have to wait often. And they have this line. And if you, if, you, if you stand in like West London sometimes, you can just see this line <coughs> upon line upon line of airliners that are incredibly, like, they look really close together. I can't remember how long they've got to land. It's not long. It's like, a minute or something like that. I, I, it's not very long that they have to do it. Um, but we can get caught in this pattern and we can go round and round and round and circle and circle and circle. And really, patterns are like comfort zones. And we have patterns in our every aspect of our life. There's a pattern to how you get up in the morning. There's a pattern to the route that you go to work or to wherever that you take the route. There's a pattern, There's a pattern to how you deal with relationships. There's a pattern to your finances. There's a pattern in every aspect of our lives and there's patterns in our pain this guy at the pool in in bethesda in john he'd been there 38 years and when jesus asked him if he wants to be well what he's really asking is saying do you want to change course do you want to change the course of your life do you want to sit here you've been here 38 years it's a long time or do you want to go the other way so Jesus, what he did, I love it, is that he came and he challenged the patterns. And then he challenges them then and he challenges them now in our lives. He disrupted, he came into this guy's life and he made him think. And he gave him an option. Do you want to go this way or do you want to go this way? Do you want to go down the pattern of, of just staying here and waiting and flying around? You know, no pun intended, he couldn't even walk. But, um, but do you want to keep on going around or do you want to go this way? Do you want to be well. Because Jesus does not want any of us to stay there. He wants us to get out of our comfort zones, out of patterns of pain. He wants every one of us to be free. And I said this last week, and this is really where I want to get to today, so it's good that I've got here already. We have those patterns of pain, but we also have a pattern of healing. As I said, there's healing. There's there's a pattern of everything in our life. Pain is going to hit us. We do our best to deflect it, shrug it off. But it gets to us, and we and we try and not let it affect us. But it does, and it's hard. And sometimes we try not to show it, but it's just hard to to do it, isn't it? So, as I said today, I want to get into how do we move into healing? How do we move from hurt into healing? So I said this good news. Just say good news. news. (coughs) God can heal our hearts. Psalm 147, we looked at it before. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Luke chapter 4, this is Jesus speaking. He says, he, that's God, has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus says this again in John chapter 14. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Do you know that the words like, the phrases, do not be afraid, fear not, they occur over 300 times in the Bible. Did you know that? Did you know that? Do you think maybe sometimes then God's trying to tell us something? (laughs) That we need to fear not, not be afraid? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Someone should use that in a song. And do not be afraid. Those two things, they suggest that we've got power to make those decisions. Yeah? Because actually, if he's saying this, don't be afraid, don't let your heart be troubled, we can go, oh, hang on, I thought that was over to you, Jesus, and it seems actually that he's saying, no, it's, it's our choice. It's our decision. Yeah. It's our choice whether we let our hearts be troubled or, or whether we are afraid. And that sounds really weird because you know, if something scary happens, you think, how do I choose to not be afraid when, it's, when something scary happens? No. But we also know that, actually, you do know that you can choose it. Sometimes you just have to take that deep breath and, just, and just, just, just pause a little bit and just think, and then you move on from it, yeah? Yeah. yeah? We can do what we can do, and God does the rest. He says to this guy at the, at the pool, he says, get up, take up your mat and walk. The guy couldn't move. He'd been there for 38 years. And as I said last week, I don't think this healing, sometimes we can think these miracles are like Popeye, and he's got the spinach, and he's just like, prum, 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 there he is, back, right, come on, who's out tonight? Maybe he was, but I think it's more like... No, he's saying, get up, take up your mat and walk. And and the guy tried to do what he'd not been able to do. And as he did that, God added to it. It's the same with us. We do what we can do, and supernaturally, God will do the rest. But here's the thing. First of all, we have to make a decision to change course. We have to make a decision to move from hurt to healing. We can heal our wounds... Getting hurt is unavoidable, staying hurt is optional. You can heal your wounds. And when we get hurt, we often respond, don't we, by doing what we think feels right. And it becomes a pattern, we go into the pattern of feelings. Our response is we do what we, f- like what we feel is right. Here's the problem, they're just feelings, and feelings, are just feelings. They're just feelings. You know what? This is, this is strong for people, but it's true. Anger, we know it, anger does not bring healing. Shutting down and withdrawing emotionally does not bring healing. In fact, it does the opposite. And we end up building a layer of hurt, almost like a wall. And we start building up those layers. And we, you know when you build a wall and you put brick upon brick and then they do the next layer and they do the next layer. And we build up this wall of hurt and pain in us and it's just resentment, someone hurts you. Let's say, you know, I'm not mentioning anyone here, but let's say you have a, an argument with your husband or your wife. Oh, she's still in. And maybe they say something that offends you or hurts you. You know, asking for a friend when I talk about this. But, <laughs> but um, here's the thing, and sometimes it's like, that hurt, because you think, no, it's malicious. No, 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 sometimes that hurt is actually they've just put a mirror up to you, and they've given you a truth about yourself which you don't like. And that's because when, you, when you're married, people see you the real you. You can't hide. Like, you can't hide away, and they see the real you, and they hold a the mirror up to you. And it's not that they're being malicious, necessarily. They've just spoken truth to you, a truth that we don't like about ourselves, and that hurts. So what's my temptation? Well, if we're chucking grenades, well, what about then? Yeah, we can all chuck grenades, can't we? You get hurt, I'm going to hurt you right back. Yeah? Look what's going on around the country and the the world in general. On the news, it's so sad. I wish that the news was just full of all the good things that are happening. But there's levels of hate that are going on all around the world. Hurting people. I said this week, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people that are hurting others. And they've built up these layers of hurt. And if we're not careful, the hurt's become generational they can pass through family, that we can instinctively have this hurt going right the way through. They become part of our community history and our culture. Do you realize that, how big hurts can be? Because when you think that I'm probably talking about things where you've been wronged and and like emotional stuff, and and don't get me wrong, there's emotions tied to everything. But let me give you an example of where hurt can become generational, can pass through a community. Poverty mentalities in like the mill towns, Two, three, four generations ago, something shut. people are still holding on to that, shut. It's like, well, they're not going to suddenly reopen them, but you can either and, and they hold on to this mentality of like, this is, we don't do that around here. We, we are like the, the, the video oh, I didn't show the video here, but if you went to the other services, then you had the video. But um, the, the Monty Python sketch of like, well, we had it tough. And we had it rough, and oh, it was bad. And we used to go down milk 25 hours a day, and when we came home, our dad would kill us before we went to bed at night. And it's stupid, but it's true. There's a truth in it that we hold on to these things, that we believe a lie. If you're from here, you can't do that. If you're from with this family, we don't do that. And, and that's hurt. You might not see it as hurt, it's all hurt. It's all hurt that's got to come out. Do you know what, bitterness, being bitter about what's gone on before does not bring healing, just increases bitterness. So, who wants to know what brings healing? Do you know what brings healing? A change of direction. A change of course. you making a choice that I'm not going to go down that road anymore. I'm not going to wallow in self-pity because it is wallowing. Let's call it what it is. This is a straight talk. If you come next week, I'll be a bit nicer to you. It's all about grace and everything like that. But you know what? This message is going to help every single one of you. And I said last week, this isn't the ones where you go, oh, church is amazing today. No, church is always amazing. This message is going to unlock your heart. It's going to give you, if you take it, you can choose to listen to this or you can just go, he's just an idiot. What does he know what he's talking about? And it's like, well, that's up to you. But my thing's based in God's word and God does know what he's talking about. Yeah. So you can either choose to accept this or you can sit here and get offended with me and I don't really care. I'm being honest with you. I, I want you to get this because I want you to have the best life that you can have. I want you to have your families having the best life that you can have. I want your, this city to be have the best life, the whole country but some of that means that we've got to deal with some uncomfortable things in our life and we're not the kind of church that's just going to sit there and just not ever talk about the real stuff that affects us, we we want to move people from hurt to healing and that means that we've got to look at it we've got to look at it honestly so we've got to change our direction, come out of that holding pattern at some point the plane gets told to land or it crashes (laughs) runs out of fuel Maybe that's a metaphor for our lives. Yeah. Maybe we need to come in and change our direction, change course, or we're just going to run out of fuel and we're going to crash in our lives. We've got to come out of that holding pattern of pain, change course for the healing and recovery. Acts 16. Acts 16, two guys, Paul and Silas, they've been traveling around preaching the gospel and they're in the city of Philippi. Is it called is it Philippi or Philippi. Yeah, yeah. Philippi. Yeah. Yeah. Philippi. I thought it was Philippe. Philippe. <laughs> if you don't know where it is, I looked it up. It was in eastern Macedonia. so It's over there. <laughs> and when they were there, they met a slave girl who'd made money for her owners by telling fortunes. And what Paul did is he cast a demon out of her, and so she, she didn't do that anymore. And so her, her owners weren't too happy with Paul and Silas because they have just lost their revenue stream. So what they did is they beat Paul and Silas up and they demanded that they be tried, at which point they got set on by a mob and beaten again, just to add spice to it, before they got put in jail. And in the jail, they, didn't, they made sure that we don't want them to escape, so they put them in the inner dungeon. That's a good day. <laughs> yeah, just trying to help someone end up in jail. Yeah. But it says this, around midnight, Acts 16, verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, who likes suddenlies when God does a suddenly? Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his own sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. That's not a good day. You've been beaten up, thrown into jail for stuff that they generally didn't deserve. But it says that around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. It doesn't say that they were sitting around complaining about their situation, licking their wounds and going, well, this isn't right, is it? What are we are going to do? Do you know the good lawyers? It doesn't say that. You know, I, I don't imagine that singing in, in, in prison prisons like that is going to be the norm It probably never been done before but they were determined to not get stuck in the hurt and offense and self-pity that they could have been in all of which if we were looking at them we'd be like totally understand i can sympathize with you like what's happened to you is not right we could sympathize but they they did what they didn't feel like doing they decided that they were going to change course they got singing going they did what they didn't feel like doing. They probably did not feel like having a bit of a sing-song. Oh, we're in prison, what should we do? Good old these ten knees up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get the piano out. No, no, no. Like, imagine if it was you. You're not going to feel like starting to sing, singing praise to God. But they did what they didn't feel like doing, and that's the key to healing. When we start doing that, if we start doing what we don't want to do, if we decide that we're going to change direction, even though actually, I want to go down there, but I realize I need to go that way. When we change direction, God will work with us, and he will do what we cannot do, supernaturally. They started singing, suddenly, there was an earthquake. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Do you want to be well, he says. Get up, take up your mat and walk. First of all, you've got to start moving. I think it's really summed up in this psalm is this helping anyone this morning? Yes. Psalm sixty nine, verse twenty nine in a message. And it says this it says, I'm hurt and in pain. Give me space for healing and mountain air. Anyone ever felt like that? You just want to go and stand. I love going out to the outdoors and just those moments of tranquility where you just want to be outside and just reflect. But it says, I'm hurting in pain. Give me space for healing and mountain air. Let me shout God's name with a praising song. Let me tell his greatness in a prayer of thanks. For God, this is better than oxen on the altar. Far better than blue ribbon bulls. The poor in spirit see and are glad. Oh, you God seekers, take heart. It is time for us to change course. Time to move from hurt to healing. We've got to do what we don't want to do. So, what? Let me give you an example of that. It's like putting your hands up in worship when you really don't want to, because I think I've had a rubbish day and I'm tired, and and like, oh loads of bad stuff's gone me, thinking, No, do you know what? I'm going to, do, in spite of my circumstances, I'm going to praise Jesus this morning. I'm going to sing and declare and believe that He's got this. He's with me. I know it. I know that, And speak out those promises of God. You have to forgive when you don't want to forgive. Maybe you've got a. One that I'm guilty of definitely well all of these but I can be guilty of but this one especially staying quiet and holding it when you just want to bite back and just chuck that grenade in because just come on let's 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 get it going staying quiet holding your tongue the bible says in Romans 8 verse 28 it says and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose It says all things, not just some things, all things. So whenever you get hurt, do you know what? Healing is available to you. I said point two was this, that we needed that opposition in our life. It can work for good. So we need to change course, get going again. What do you do if you fall off your bike? What's the best thing to do if you fall off a bike? Get straight back on, yeah? Yeah. That's what we've got to do in life. We've got to get straight back on. If you can, if you've broken your leg, then maybe give it a, you know, a few weeks. <laughs> you know, we, I used to do a lot of canoeing on, on, in the Lake District, in, on Windermere, and one of the first things we did when we took new people out was they had to learn how to fall in because you, had, you can't be scared of it. You've got to learn how to, do you know what, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I actually quite enjoy it, but, but then you've got to build that fear and realize that once you've fallen in, we made people on week, not week one, we weren't that harsh, but like week two, you have to go over and learn how to be able to be okay with it. And, we, and keep on doing it so there's no fear then of just falling in. It's just practice of life. We've got to be able just to keep on getting back up and going through it. Speaking things out. I've been talking about this the last two weeks. Different themes, but the themes are still there. They all tie in. Speaking things out in faith. Believing for your future. Speaking out that you are going to be moving from, from being hurt to being healed. You know, the, the Bible says... Joel uh, chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Let the weak say, I am strong. That's doing what you don't feel like doing. You declare it out. I'm really, I really just don't feel like it. I feel ill. I'm stuck on the bed, on the sofa or the bed with man flu. I, I don't want to believe that I'm actually all right. But you can speak it out. No, I am strong. I'm, I might feel weak, but I'm actually strong. We're changing course, yeah. changing that destination. You might remember that a few years ago in a, a, a place called Charleston in South Carolina, nine members of a, a black church, predominantly black church, they were shot and killed by a, a white guy who was fueled by hate. Remember, remember this? And at his trial, one of the mothers, there were, there were others that did the same, but one of the mothers of the victim, they looked him in the eye in the court and she told him that she forgave him. That's not an easy thing to do. And we can be like, that's amazing, and, and I don't know how much she got lost over, but actually for some said, f- I forgive you. What was she doing? She was changing course. Did she hurt? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, but yeah, it's just, she's lost a child. Is she angry? Yeah. What, all those other emotions that they're going to be going through. But she was determined to move from hurt into healing. So I said this last week, the forgiveness is not just for others. It's for ourselves. So that we can be free, it releases something in us. So the, the route to healing is counterintuitive. It is not what you think you sh- feels right. Like it goes against everything that people will say. All the advice you'll get on social media, generally, pretty bad. Don't Google stuff. You go to the doctor or you Google it. You Google it, it, tells you that you're going to die. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> go to the doctors, that's just a scratch. Get on with it.. Like, it's nothing really, it's just a cold. Like, but you Google it, it's the same in life. We Google our offences, we Google what we do, we look for it, we go and rant it, we publicise it in today and age. We don't go back to the source, we don't go back to the Bible. We don't look and say, what does God say about this? How does God, how does God help us through this? The pathway to healing is counterintuitive. And it's also step by step by step. I did, I've been doing, keep on going back to it, not very good, Couch to 5K where you run... And every week you just do a little bit more over nine weeks. That's what healing is. Just that pathway, just every week just do a little bit more, (coughs) a little bit more, slowly, slowly. We want to run to the end, but you know what? We might not make it, but step by step we'll get there. It's a process. Life is that contact sport. We are going to get hurt. You know, We all have, as I said, we all have those relational hurts. Maybe within the family. Maybe within friends. Maybe you've got work... uh, hurts at work and relationships at work that aren't good, maybe you've got work um, hurts at, at church and you probably have got hurts from church because we can think that the church is this perfect organisation and do you know what, like God loves us amazingly, we are totally loved by God but we are also every one of us, totally flawed yeah. Yeah. you know there's a saying, it's like there's no such thing as a perfect church and if there was as soon as you went, it wouldn't be because all of us, none of us are perfect, we're human, yeah? yeah? People are going to say stuff to you that maybe you got offended by in church, just, and, and we can put this higher level on because it's in church, or maybe it's just life, take it off church, but, you know, it's just life. It's going to come, they're going to come, it's a contact sport. You can't do life and not get hurt. But Jesus, he says, he came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal the brokenhearted and set us free patterns can be painful they just hold you down and you just circle around as I said so I want to say this morning, give it to God give all your worries and cares to God, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you the pathway to healing is the power of a decision followed by an action in Acts 16 they didn't they decided, sorry, to praise. They did what they could do when they didn't want to do it. And then suddenly there was the earthquake. Paul and Silas, they praised their way out of prison. And whilst they were in jail, by the way, they reached the jail guards and the Philippian jailer. If you read the book of Philippians, it's there. They had the family, his, the jailer's family baptized. They became Christians. And they started the whole church in, in, in Philippi from being in jail. From being in jail. So, my last thought for you is that healing is not just for you. Healing's for other people too. When we move from pain into healing and recovery, we're able to help others, empower others who are going through similar things. You know what? You never know what God will do with your journey through pain and breakthrough to open up the prison doors in other people's lives. You never know. It's not just for you. So, as I finish up, I want to tell you a Story Some of you may well know it, but it's by a guy about a guy called great name Horatio Spafford, Uh, a lawyer and a businessman. Lived in Chicago with his wife Anna, they were pretty well known uh, in the uh, 1860s, 1870s. They'd had a great life in 1870, however, stuff started going wrong in their life. (coughs) Their only son was killed by scarlet fever at the age of four. A year later it was fire rather than fever that struck them. And he had invested heavily in property on the shores of Lake Michigan. And in 1871, every one of those properties was wiped out by the great Chicago fire. So aware of what had happened, the toll that these disasters had taken on his family, still had four daughters and his wife. He decided to take his wife and daughters on a trip to England for a holiday. And so they traveled to New York, in November 1873, where they were going to catch a steamship across the Atlantic. And just before they set sail, a last-minute business development forced Horatio Spofford to stay and delay. So not wanting to ruin the family holiday, he persuaded his family, he said, you go on ahead of me as planned, and I'll follow you on later. And just nine days later, he received a telegram from his wife who'd reached Wales, and it just read two words. It said this, Saved Alone. What had happened was the ship that they'd been traveling on had collided with another in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It sank in only 12 minutes and claimed the lives of 226 people, including their four daughters. It's pretty bad, right? And and hearing that, that news, terrible news, what he did was he boarded the ship, the next ship he could, out of New York to join his wife. And during the voyage, the captain of the ship called him at one point, called him to the bridge, and he said, I, we believe that we are now passing over the place where your children's ship was wrecked. And uh, what he did was he returned to this cabin and he started writing a hymn which has become famous throughout the world. And uh, I can't really sing it. <coughs> <coughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, That's not egging on. But it says, When peace like a river If you know it, join me. Attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll. I've gone a bit too high here. <laughs> Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well, it is well. With my soul, it is well. Come on, day. With my soul, it is well. It is well with my soul. Thank you. Here all week. Who's heard that hymn? It's a really, really famous hymn. So uh, you never know what God's going to do with your story to help other people. His worship did not depend on how he felt at that time. He focused on what God had already done And he was speaking out his healing. He was moving from hurt to healing. And that hymn has helped millions of people. Just one hymn in the last hundred years or so. You never know what God will do with your story to help others when you decide to change course. You want to keep that argument going? You've got to change course. You've got to humble yourself and say, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. You can change your life. You can change your family's life by just changing course because you don't know how good it could be when we do change course or if you stay hurt how bad it could be if you just start doing what you don't (laughs) feel like doing saying it is well with my soul moving from healing into hurt change course as it's on on Star Trek we say set a course for home now set a course for healing maybe today as I just finished you've been really patient I'll, I'll literally not be long Another two hours <laughs> maybe today some of you need to, to take this and, and maybe go back and, and write down what course direction you need to go on what, what do you need to change in your life to move from hurt and healing and to get on that journey others of us maybe you're already on that journey you've come a long way already and I just want to say keep going keep going and some of you finally you might be sitting here thinking well this is all well and good but I've not really had those big hurts and offences in my life I'm good but I want to say there are still hurts in your life, things that hang over you, conversations you wish you'd never had. We've all had them. Offences and hurts that are inside you. It, it doesn't seem big to what other people that you might know have gone through, but it's there, isn't it? I know, because we're all human, and we all get hurt. If you look at this bottle of water, it doesn't weigh much. I don't know how much it weighs, but it doesn't weigh much. But the thing is, it's weight doesn't matter as much as how long I hold on to it. Because if I, I can hold on to this for a short time and it's fine, I can hold on to it for a couple of hours, it's fine. Over time, it will start to dig in. It's like when you hold a baby, it's fine, and then they get heavier. The longer you hold the bottle, the weight doesn't change, but it gets heavier the longer you hold on to it. To the point where you're going to have to just... You can't, it's hurting you to hold on to it. It might give you, we couldn't believe it, but you could get blisters or whatever just from holding a bottle of water. Those things where you hold those chairs out like that and it really, really hurts. But the chair's not actually that, that heavy. It's just holding on to it. It's the same with internal weights. The hurts that we carry around, they get heavier. So there might only be a small volvic bottle of hurt, but the longer we carry it around, the heavier it gets. So I want to say this morning... Give it to God. Change course. Make a decision that when we get hurt, like that Chumble song, we'll get knocked down, but we will get right back up again, like the song says. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.